Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. I am Steven Serta. It is Wednesday, November 1st. It is week nine across the NFL, and the Kansas City Chiefs will make their way to Germany later this week. The Miami Dolphins are already in Germany. And we will hopefully on Sunday morning around 8.30 a.m. see one of the better NFL matchups that we will see all season. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sweeney, yesterday was deadline day and the Chiefs did not make a move to the dismay of many Chiefs fans across Kansas City. Yeah, no one is is too happy about this from what I can tell uh, on the Internet. Uh, If you listen to our reports, you probably had an idea that there wasn't a lot coming. I, I think they're really leaning into some of the Young players on the roster uh, on offense. Uh, I don't think it's wise for a team to make a decision on one game, especially when after that poor game, you're still six and two atop uh, the conference. Um, and that's with a half a season to play. So uh, typically with younger players, it can only get better from here. The Chiefs felt that way. They also didn't have a ton of room to work with. We, we you know we were talking about three to five million. Um, I think a lot of things going that uh, a you know, the offseason moves with the tackles and some of the defensive pieces. And we've mentioned Chris Jones and that deal not coming to fruition and him having the last year with all that money tied up. So uh, at the end of the day, um, the Chiefs are leaning into Rasheed Rice. You saw that in the snap counts. He led the, he led the receivers in snap counts last game. Uh, and they're hoping by, you know, week 18 when the playoffs begin, uh, he's just as good as Juju Smith-Schuster was last year or uh, even better. Uh, again, eight games in, the potential is still there. And so uh, that's what they're going with. And uh, I th- this is an unpopular uh, opinion uh, at this stage, Steve, uh, online, especially uh, on X, uh, where um, it's a very toxic <laughs> environment. But I, I don't know. I think the personnel staff probably deserves the benefit of doubt uh, after going through five straight uh, AFC title games and winning two titles. But um, somehow that's become an, become an unpopular opinion, um, probably from you know the salt in the mouth of, of losing to the Denver Broncos. Now, I, I think what you said there is what's really important. I mean, you're still six and two. Every other team in your division is below 500. Like the Chiefs are essentially a playoff lock at this point, barring a, a catastrophic end in second half of the season. But I understand where Chiefs fans are coming from. When you see San Francisco go out and get Chase Young, uh, you know, Seattle went out and got Leonard Williams, uh, Philadelphia got Kevin Byer, Jacksonville got Ezra Cleveland, and Buffalo goes out and gets Rasul Douglas. Like All those contending teams made moves at the trade deadline, but all of those teams really, really needed another addition to kind of make their roster complete. And Yes, the Chiefs could use another pass catcher, but we didn't see any big name wide receivers get moved at the trade deadline. We didn't see anybody of note get moved really outside of uh, those those big moves by those contending teams. So I I'm not I never mortgage the future to win right now, guy, especially with the Chiefs defense playing the way that it is. You just have to trust in Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes that they're going to get this thing figured out on offense. Yeah, and like, if if you really dig into the numbers, like from a yardage per play and all of the um, analytics that go in, EPA per play, yardage per drive, and and so on and so forth, the Chiefs are around top five. I mean, they're around five in in all of the things. I mean, I I just think it's been such a whirlwind in Kansas City where we're just used to Patrick Mahomes leading the top-tier offense that, you know, when it, it isn't, 
clear best in the league explosive offense, um, you know, I, I think fans begin to worry uh, in some capacity. And so that's where I, I think I'm at with it. I, I think it can only get better from here because you are dealing with a lot of younger players and we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's it, it would have been great to see them obviously make a significant move, but none of us believed that that was going to happen despite some reports. And there was plenty of reporting ahead of the trade deadline. that The Chiefs were just going to stand back and and not really be active at the deadline. So it's not something that should have been unexpected to anyone. It's just that you get caught up in this stuff and Chiefs fans really want them to make a move because they see that this is the biggest issue on the team. But we've seen them figure these things out before. I still have plenty of faith that that defense will continue to operate as a top five unit in the NFL. And offensively, they'll hopefully eventually get more consistent and, and get more out of that group of pass catchers because I think that's yeah. the only thing that's holding them back right now. I think the difference with the plan, uh, you know, and, and they, there was a plan. It, it seems like they maybe expected more out of Sky more. And, you know, they were hoping, at least leading into the preseason, that Kadarius Tony could be healthy uh, enough to play on a, a lot of snaps and be that number one guy. Uh, those two guys have probably not been as productive you know, as, as much as the Chiefs have wanted. But that, that's not to say that that can't change. And Rasheed Rice being as efficient as, he, as he's been has, has been a, a pleasant surprise. Um, you ran out the room, and like I said, uh, offense is a little bit down in the NFL. Uh, certainly, I think that the Chiefs are still settling in in some capacity to their offensive line. Um, we don't like to talk about it, but I think Patrick Mahomes could play slightly better. I think he realized that there's been a couple of careless mistakes. And then if you really look, uh, again, between the 20s um, and and not short yardage, uh, the Chiefs are pretty efficient. Uh, it's the 20s. It's the red zone. It's the short yardage, uh, third and short, fourth and short. It's maybe not going for it on fourth and short uh, in the opposing territory when the statistics kind of tell you that that's the right move um, and, and kicking instead. Uh, that has all made the Chiefs offense look a little bit less than it's been in years past. Um, but they're 6-2. and two despite uh and i just think a lot of those things you can improve with the players you have in the building so uh i know it would have been cool to have a splash wide receiver but as you mentioned uh steve who was the only receiver that was traded donovan people's jones uh he's he better than you know two or three of the chiefs you know i, I always think about this and you know, demands of for, for trades and such uh you look at big names and just because they're a name you recognize doesn't mean they're, they'd be a better option than some of the players in the in the uh, building already. So that's what the chiefs are feeling. Again, they didn't have a ton of money to work with anyway. So they move on with, with this team and they're going to lean into two time MVP and, and certainly the best player for six years of his career. Yeah. I'd much rather they continue to try to develop and see what they got in these other guys than bring in a player like Donovan peoples Jones, who has never been consistent in his entire NFL career. So that's not a move. I would have been very happy about the chiefs making and, it is interesting thing to watch here. Uh, it was reported on Monday ahead of the Arrowhead Pride editor show that the Chiefs were giving Richie James uh, a chance to seek a trade. That didn't wind up happening. Obviously, uh, James signs with the Chiefs in the offseason, winds up going on early season IR, and he must be healthy and ready to return now, but he's kind of stuck on IR after the Chiefs go out and add McCole Hardman, and McCole Hardman takes over as that return man role, which is what Richie James was doing before he got injured. So, 
be interesting to see how that unfolds. Maybe he is a release candidate down the line here. I, I don't have the numbers on his contract up in front of me right now, but that's something to monitor for the Kansas City Chiefs moving forward, though, because it seems like Richie James feels like he's kind of trapped when he thought he had a role on this team initially. Yeah, uh, it's feeling a little bit like Ronald Jones was last year um, right now uh, for him, where he signs thinking at a role. He did have a role, right? Uh, and then, unfortunately, has the MCL injury, has to go on injured reserve. Uh, McCole Harden becomes available, and the Chiefs just like him a little bit better as a returner. Uh, and, you know, you're looking at the offense and maybe maybe there's a role that could be carved out, but it seems like it might take another injury. Uh, and so that was clearly something maybe from the, the agent that, that wanted to, to get some interest drummed up. Uh, didn't seem like there was any because, you know, you didn't see end up uh, you didn't see any any deal end up happening. Uh, and so now he almost becomes this reserve player that that will be around in, in case uh, of injury. I'm, I'm curious to see what it what exactly happens uh, with him. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of fans and, and I, I don't blame them for this wonder what he could do on offense, right. Uh, with, with the way things have been going, uh, he did flash a little bit in that regard in training camp. Not to say that means anything. I thought Sky Moore looked great in training camp, but we're talking about that the entire uh, time and it hasn't really translated to, uh, the regular season, but it's intriguing, uh, regarding James, um, you wonder if there is some kind of transaction coming that the chiefs just have a lot of receivers on the roster uh, right now on, on the, on the whole roster when you, you, know, you take into account the practice squad uh, and injured reserve. So there are, there are moves to be made. We'll see what they, they end up doing in that regard. Something that I would have liked to have seen, not necessarily for the chiefs, but just as a general football fan would have been for Raiders wide receiver, Devonte Adams to get traded. We know he's been really unhappy with the Raiders and then at about midnight last night, as I was trying to fall asleep, I hear my phone just start going nuts. And it's because Adam Schefter reports that the Las Vegas Raiders fired head coach Josh McDaniels as well as their general manager. So not only did the Raiders not make a move at the trade deadline uh, coming off of just an ugly loss against the Detroit Lions and really looking like one of the most inept offensive teams across the entire NFL this season, even though Josh McDaniels is supposed to be an offensive minded head coach. They don't make any moves reportedly were ghosting teams at the trade deadline. And it all leads to their head coach getting fired after a season and a half, just absolute dumpster fire of an operation the Raiders have going on right now. It's odd from a Kansas City standpoint of like feeling bad for a, a Raider uh, in a way, but I, I think the entire NFL kind of feels bad for Devontae Adams right now because um, you want to see great players on great teams. Uh, and he's one of the better receivers that we have ever seen. And for him to be stuck in that scenario, it, it's kind of bad for the game in general, you know what I mean? Uh, but looking from afar, uh, I don't know what Mark Davis ha had in mind. I mean, historically, and you've heard about this, where this is a, you know, one of the, as far as one of the owners go, kind of like a cash poor team. I'm sure they're making more money in Las Vegas, but to sign John Gruden to the deal he did, we know how that ended up. And then now to have McDaniels, what was it, the second year into a six-year contract it's always just short-sighted uh and they team they they seem like a, a team that is stuck in the mud and it's not only because of players and and you know and anyone they bring in well in terms of on the field it starts at the very top i mean it's just been a disaster uh in that regard and now what'll be interesting is 
Uh, they're having Antonio Pierce uh, take over uh, as, as the interim head coach. I go back to when they had to make the move with, with John Gruden, uh, and it was uh, Rich Passaccia that took over, and he led them to the playoffs. Uh, and you probably could have got him on a two-year coaching deal. Uh, and uh, rather than, than doing that, they go in for the big game. Um, so it's just decision after bad decision from the top, and another, another try to correction here. It'll be interesting to see which, which direction they go in. Uh, you've noticed this a lot, Steve, though. Uh, when you are in the same division with Andy Reid, uh, your job doesn't last long. I mean, look, look at how many uh, coaches now all three teams uh, have gone through. and You're about to get uh, another one here um, that'll be going up against the Chiefs next year. Yeah, and you know, obviously Sean Payton's going to be in Denver for the foreseeable future, but Brandon Staley's certainly not safe this season with how the Chargers have been playing this year and the letdown that they've kind of been just organizationally. So it, it's a good reminder of what you got here in Kansas City right now, even if you're disappointed about the Chiefs not making a move at the trade deadline. They're still a well-oiled machine as an organization. They're still a well-run football team, and it is not the case in the division. It is not the case for a lot of teams across the entire NFL. So it could always be much worse than what you got going on for the Kansas City Chiefs yes, right now. Yes, Steve. It can be worse than 6-2 and two in first place in the conference. Yes, <laughs> yes. So we do actually need to talk about this Miami game a little bit, and we're not going to get super into the matchup. We'll have plenty of that for you here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. But the Chiefs open as two-and-a-half-point favorites in Germany, and I also want to let you guys know on our Friday Arrowhead uh, Live report, we will have a special edition with uh, Brad and Tom from the Great British Chiefs show. They will be on the ground in Germany, so we'll have a live edition with them on Friday instead of Pete joining me. So looking forward to that. Make sure you check it out on Friday morning at 9 a.m. right here and all of our Arrowhead Pride channels. But the Chiefs open as two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Miami Dolphin. We should get the first injury report later on today. Um, and as I already mentioned, the Chiefs are not traveling to Germany until later in the week. Andy Reid said that's how they managed their London trip a few years back, and that's how they're going to do it this this week. But the Miami Dolphins are already in Germany, as, and this still sets up to be one of the biggest matchups of the NFL season. And I think we're all really looking forward to this game. Yeah, this should be fun. Uh, it'll be surreal. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, Tom and, and Brad are representing Arrowhead Pride. Uh, I'll be working uh, from the ground here in Kansas City, and it'll be kind of surreal um, watching along and covering the game at like 6 in the morning. I'm actually headed to uh, – It's the game's on NBC locally, so I'm headed to the TV station. i got to be there, Steve, by uh, 6.50 a.m. Uh, on <laughs> Sunday. So <laughs> – won't be uh, won't be doing any anything too crazy on Saturday evening. Probably just have a quiet night, like any any you know work day, work week. Um, so uh, it'll it'll be fun. Uh, it'll be it'll be fun, and um, I I, I kind of like the morning game. I I, I know um, that there are all these things that go into the complications of traveling to other countries, but I think it adds something when you have that morning uh, game to the Sunday. It's almost like a prime time game in the morning. You know, if you're able to wake up and, and watch it and I think this is one of the premier matchups. Uh, I know that everyone wishes that that was at Arrowhead Stadium. Trust me, I think it would be a surreal atmosphere with just how bolsterous or boisterous uh, Tyreek Hill is and how he would have been maybe interacting with the crowd. But you don't get that. Uh, instead, they, they end up going to, to Germany. Uh, and what's interesting about this, especially with the Chiefs slip up here, is just the fact that 
uh, this could play a huge uh, part of whether or not the Chiefs are able to get that uh, first first seed and the only buy that, that you get in the conference. Uh, this is one of those games that matter for that. Uh, and clearly matters to, to the Dolphins franchise. They're on the come up and they have one of the more explosive offenses in the league. Reminds me a lot of those Legion of Zoom Chiefs, which is <laughs> leading to some of the dissatisfaction we're seeing right now. So I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see how this defense holds up. Uh, you know, they did make a, a minor move, Steve, uh, and bring back Darius Harris from the Raiders. Uh, practice squad. Uh, and so we had talked about Willie Gay Jr.'s uh, injury and how that may impact this game. I feel like if they're bringing back Darius Harris, there is some questions about Willie Gay. Uh, and so headed into this game, we'll have the first injury report coming up on Wednesday afternoon at, at arrowheadpride.com. But I'm tending to think um, there is a chance that maybe Gay won't, wouldn't be available. I'm not sure if they make this move if uh, if if Gay was, if was completely healthy. Remember, he came out of that game with a tailbone injury. Yeah, that's concerning. That was my initial thought when they brought back Terrius Harris. Uh, this this deep linebacker room all of a sudden really shorthanded uh, going against the most explosive offense in football right now. Uh, obviously, Tyreek Hill having an incredible season on pace to shatter all kinds of records if he keeps this pace up. So we'll have everything you need to know about this matchup at arrowheadpride.com. Make sure you're locked in for the injury report. We'll have that later on this afternoon. Also have a fresh edition of the Great British Chiefs show later on this afternoon, uh, previewing this matchup in Germany. So everything you need to know right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. You can follow Pete on Twitter at PG Sween. I'm Stephen Serta. That's where you can find me. We will talk to you guys tomorrow on the next edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. <laughs>